Hello and welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jen Zaratti. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press and multimedia producer Aaron Labar. Welcome to the show. We have some 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 whiskey. We already had it, so well, we already we're, had it. we're slurring, <laughs> that's probably why. Uh, yeah, we have Ben McBee Sigurdsson on the show for, we're doing a little bit, something a little bit different a for... A little detour from Budget One of the Month That's Club. the word I'm looking for. I know, I've got, I read your mind. You, you got my words. Uh, Wh- Winnipeg's Whiskey Festival is happening this weekend, so we thought it'd be a timely topic to cover in the, well, we're just going to call it Alcohol of the Month Club. For it, yeah, exactly. For so we had uh, four whiskeys that we tasted with Ben. And that's going to be at the very end of the show. Yes. We are also going to talk about libraries because February was I Love to Read Month mm-hmm. in Winnipeg and maybe elsewhere. I'm pretty sure it's just like the universal yeah. I Love to Read Month. Um, but I feel like that is such a quintessential thing if you grew up in Winnipeg. Yes. Um, so we're going to talk about libraries. We're going to talk about books. Uh, all that good stuff that you can do, you know, with a nice, with a wee dram of whiskey. First, though, how was your week? Um, it was good. It, it was big. I feel like you've had a very eventful I've week. I've had a very eventful week. Well, first it was my nephew's baby shower. So that was very exciting for me because he's my, okay. as you all know, he's my first nephew. And it was his baptism in the morning. Um, and my He's a good boy, I hear from you. Very good. Um, my brother's wife's uh, family or her maternal side is Jewish. So that was it was all very new for them to be a like, full-out Catholic ceremony with baptism all this stuff so yeah the priest <laughs> tried to put a little bit of like oil on his chest and toby was like smacking his hand out of the way and then he got the water on his head he did not love that but who, yeah, de- who does uh and then the last step is to put this sort of perfumed oil on his head and he was loving that he was just like smiling it's very scented and Aww. he was very into it but no he did really well and then the shower was in the afternoon and he like didn't he slept through most of it didn't cry at all when he was being passed around and just such a good little dude ah so sweet and then after the shower, we adopted our cat. We yeah. picked up the cat. Fran, Fran is now at uh, Shayla Bar Jones. Nice. Yeah, Bernie is uh, the other cat. Is not super keen on her yet, but the bond is growing. He's they now have have like come within two feet of each other without hissing, which is great. Yeah, we still have the baby gate up just in case of emerge. They need a bit of a partition. But Bernie is like, I thought he would be a huge jerk because that's just his tendency regularly. But he's actually become like quite a big brother kind of guy. Oh, that's like, nice. He like very carefully follows her around and smells her stuff. And it's just like b- being very sweet. And so I'm I'm confused but happy. I did enjoy Bernie's power move though. Yeah, I put out, <laughs> I put out a bowl of water for her and a bowl of kibble and an, an empty litter box because I knew he'd try to use it if we left it there. And he ate all her kibble, drank all her water, and then took a nap in her empty litter box <laughs> before she even got there. He's like, hey, thanks, Mom, for all these great fun things. And I'm new, like, new things. Those mm-hmm. are not for you, dude. Sorry. Well, I'm glad it's kind of going well. Yeah. How was your week? Uh, my week was fine. I'm still dealing with the back issues. So that they kind of regressed a little bit. Wah, wah. Um, and yeah, so cra- gra- not to get super heavy on this podcast, but yeah, kind of grappling with the injury-related depression, which yeah. is I, like I think a thing. Well, yeah, because um, your yeah. mobility is mobility is compromised. Can't yeah. really do your regular activities. Yeah, the pain, that kind of thing. So well, yeah. especially for you, because you are such a an avid stepper, to yeah. not be able to go to the gym, I'm sure, is a difficult thing. Yeah, for so mental health, that makes me a little bit bummed. Yeah. But, um, we could talk about this in the main segment, but it, this also happened this week, so we can talk about it now too. 
uh, Oscars. Did you watch them? I did. Uh, I kind of liked the no host. I felt like it clipped along. I honestly didn't even miss it. I didn't even notice yeah. that there wasn't a host. It was Except fine. at the end when Julia Roberts like awkwardly was like, I guess it's over now. Good night. Right, yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I didn't miss it at all. Um, I have one small Oscars related rant. Okay, I'm ready. Um, I mean, aside from the thing everyone's ranting about, which is green book winning. Right. Um, the shipping of Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, mm-hmm. like, stop it. You guys are being gross. He has a partner who's literally sitting right there and they have a kid. Like, right. lay off. These right. are real people, also, not Barbies. Also, they are actors. Like, exactly. That, their job is to have chemistry with each other. I just, I watched a really appalling, uh, I just, and I don't even watch the show, but I just caught it in between because I only watch my PBR. So I think it was paused <laughs> or off or something. And I caught a little, like, seg- like, a little segment of one of those, like, entertainment talk shows. Yeah. And I could not believe they were like practically panting over this. And it's like, they are not a couple. Right. And you uh, stop it. I mean, knock it, it off. I will say that the timing of Lady Gaga calling off her engagement is like a little makes fuels the fire. Sure, absolutely. A little bit. But yeah. And no. the fact that they held hands across his girlfriend's lap. Yeah. And see, like, I don't even know her name. That's the problem with yeah. all this coverage. Like I, if I was his girlfriend, I would get that in check pretty quick. Man. <laughs> but, but yeah, they, just leave them alone. Like, They're just doing their jobs. Knock it off. I love to read month. I was big into I loved read month I mean, when I was in elementary school. Book nerds. We're both book we nerds. We love to read. We um, do love to read every month. We do love to read every month. But yeah, when we were in elementary school, I recall I Love to Read Month being a very big thing. Yeah. Was there not a caterpillar that you like add pieces to his body for the amount of books that your class read? Yeah, because it was like kind of competitive. Yeah. And we both love turning leisurely things into competitive things. Absolutely. So like why both of our, why not, our energies. Why not boot camp? <laughs> why not? That why are not? normal. Um, I used to read a lot. I used to read way above my grade level. So I was... Well, la di da Well, I was like into the <laughs> novels like pretty early. Yeah. Um, but I remember... I love to read month. So they get like local celebrities to read books to you. Yeah, like my uncle. Yeah. He sees John Sauter. He and often reads to children. And the Winnipeg Free Press is Doug Spears. Yeah, he also does that yes. a lot. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, they had, I can't remember if the actual Jets, some of them came to read to us. Yeah. But there were Jets bookmarks. That were oh. like, I love to read bookmarks, but they were I the Winnipeg Jets. Those. Remember those? I do. So when I was in elementary school, I had the biggest crush ever on Timu Solani. Like, like, of course. Because he was a dreamboat and still is a dreamboat. And I had to trade with so many of my classmates to get the Timu Solani bookmark. <laughs> but I was successful in my mission. Do you still have it? I wish I did. I yeah. I don't have it in my house. Because I feel oh. like we have the kind of job where it's not entirely unlikely that you may cross paths with Timu Solani at some point. <laughs> at like a wee day or at a something. I know something. And then you could whip out the bookmark. Oh, my dream. Like, Can you sign this, please, Timu? I would be like too shy to talk to him. I would like die. No. I, but I was, I was obsessed. That's like, really cute, actually. Yeah, I traded with numerous classmates. I forget who I got originally, but yeah. I was like, I don't want this. Like There was... This actually is kind of relevant, which is rare for some point that I've made randomly. But um, the there was a book series that I checked out so many times. Well, there's a couple. Um, but The Scary Stories to Read in the Dark, which is coming mm. out as a movie soon. Yeah. And I used to read those all the time when I was a kid. And I thought it was some sort of like niche 
book but apparently like every kid read this book apparently i had no idea because none of my friends were reading it like i just was the only one who checked it out every single week so you were a reader oh yeah i I reread all of those ones i was also a big reader in fact there are some phrases from books i read as a kid that i can remember verbatim oh i'm sure like it's uh, because i i have that kind of brain i guess yeah but uh what were some of the influential books on you as a kid um well, my dad used to read to me a lot. So he read me The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings when I was really young. He would read to me every night. Cool. He would also read Calvin and Hobbes comics to me every night Aww. with funny voices. That's cute. So that's a very fond memory for sure. And then I used to read the, um, oh crap, what was it called? It was like Abby something. It was like a girl's book series and tra- Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Oh, yes. Which was like, I started reading those when I was in my early teens. So it was like the perfect timing for that kind of story. I never read Harry Potter. I never really got into um, those kinds of series. But I also no, read um, Series of Unfortunate Events. That was like uh, a series yeah. that I read through my entire like young I never read those. They're very good. Um, I was obviously shocker big into like inspiring female protagonists. Yes. So <laughs> um, my all-time favorite book and probably still is Harriet the Spy. Oh, yeah. Um, and then there's a book called Catherine Called Birdie, which I think Lena Dunham was actually optioned to do with the screenplay okay. for but i don't know what happened with it but it's it's hilarious and it's set in like the 15th century in england mm-hmm. and Catherine is being auctioned off to some man who she doesn't want to marry and it's her journal and yeah oh my god it's funny i mean i also loved babysitter club and sweet oh yeah I, all those series yes um the laura ingles wilder i never read I really never read little house on the prairie oh, i love no. little house and anna green Gables, obviously too oh yeah I read um but yeah i remember scholastic book order my favorite time of month oh god yeah. i had i ordered the uh i think it was my birthday month and i was allowed to get the gingham limited edition oh wow box set oh my aunt has that at the lake <gasps> it's the best you should read them since you're you have access to them yeah, they're, they're very good um but yeah it's funny those things that make it i don't reread books the same way now yeah. I kind of read things once and move on. Well, because we don't have as much free time as we used yeah. to. <laughs> I used to read things. Every Judy Bloom book I've read millions of times. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Books. Uh, speaking of books, libraries. So Jill Wilson <laughs> wrote a very uh, good little list of our, like a take five, which is our series of like five things to do in the city. And this one focused on libraries and kind of the things beyond books that yes. the Millennium Library in downtown Winnipeg is doing. So like recording studios and 3d printing and like very cool stuff they have counseling on staff like all kinds of things that i had no idea and they have like their writers in residence as well yeah and uh yeah i love the library i almost sorry authors but i almost never purchase books anymore i i I only go to the library i feel like we've talked about libraries before on the show because i love them um i keep meaning to do that is to redo my uh get a new library i'm shocked that you do not have a library card i had one free i know i had one forever i don't know why i don't like i just i kind of like forgot they existed but Yeah. yeah libraries um Library is also in the news this week because the yeah. Millennium Library downtown has decided to beef up their security. So yeah. you have to go through a metal detector. And get your bag searched. And get your bag searched. I'm so torn on this. Yeah. A lot of people are very upset by this. Yeah. I can understand how it would be very much a barrier for some people. Yes. Not that they're necessarily bringing in any sort of contraband item, but it's almost like a like a PTSD kind of thing. You yeah. Know? Like it's very intimidating to go in there and there's all these security guards being like, let me see your bag. Go through this metal totally. detector. 
And like, even if you don't have anything and something beeps, it's like this panic. Yeah. And that happens like at the airport or at the oh, for sure. or anything too. But at the same time, like I fully understand that staff there have, you know, experienced some very dangerous situations that would have been uh, not happening if, if somebody had gone through security. So Right. I, yeah. Like, and I think um, uh, one of our columnists, Negan Sinclair, pointed this out in his column about just how the lack of spaces for homeless folk yeah. and how libraries are one of the spaces that people can use mm-hmm. um a lot of homeless people do carry weapons like not kind of the weapons we think of as weapons like they're no, not but like homemade shivs or right whatever. because you, safety yeah, if you live on the streets you have to protect yourself so and because uh, the problem with the security is that there's no place to leave a bag like there's no lockup system right um that would have made a lot more sense for them to include. yeah like yeah. check your bag that's fine um at the same time i also kind of don't understand I, the most vocal people about this are people who would also you know go through a metal detector to jets game yeah you know yeah. so I, do, I don't really from that from Percep- their point of view like what the what difference the is it's like a is, minor yeah. inconvenience for you i yeah. get it for marginalized people or people who are dealing with ptsd or people who are just really or, uncomfortable yeah. with right of course fine but people who they don't want to be hung up for a couple seconds that I right. understand a bit And less. I guarantee a lot of these people don't even go to the library. That's the other thing. Like that's when I, people get all up in arms about any transit related issues. And I'm like, when's the last time, honestly, that you took a bus anywhere? Oh, right. Like, yeah. I'm going to guess a million Not years often, ago. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's important to listen to the people who use the facility the most. Yeah. And the people who work there. And exactly. Including the people that work yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's some kind of middle ground that maybe doesn't have to be as intense as it is. I also don't know um, what if there was a specific incident or how. Yeah, they're being quite vague about that. Which also makes it hard because if there was like repeated incidents, I mean, obviously our city, like many others, is grappling with a meth crisis. Right. Um, If there were specific incidences or like Like erratic behavior. Yeah. Or they could establish a pattern of that. Yeah. But uh, absent those facts, it's really hard to kind of understand why it just kind of seems like a reaction to maybe something that isn't a problem. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Still go to the library. It's great. I, uh, that's the first thing I do in a lot of new cities that I visit is go see their biggest, coolest library. Yeah. It's really fun. Yeah. It's actually amazing that they still exist. Ben McPhee Sigurdsson is here. Hi. We're not doing Budget Wine of the Month Club. We're doing whiskey tasting because Whiskey Fest is this weekend. Yes. Wait, when is this? When is this airing? This goes on Fridays, Ben. Oh, right. I I did know that, actually. Yeah. I I just couldn't remember what day of the week it was today. Yeah. So so (laughs) when you're listening to this, Whiskey Fest starts tonight. Oh, yes. That's right. And I'm going tonight. Oh, okay. Um, I can't wait. Look at me. I'm all dressed up and ready to go. (laughs) You've already shattered the illusion. You've already shattered the illusion. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. So what are we going to do today? Um, well, we've got, f- well, and okay, well, first of all, the Budget Wine of the Month Club is sort of null and void this month because yes. you can't buy a whiskey, well, it w- with it of, of any decent quality for $15. True. Or under, um, unless you were getting like a small, like airplane size bottle, right? right. 
Um, so we each sort of, uh, Aaron and I each brought in two whiskeys. Um, and actually we ended up pretty with a pretty good cross section yeah. of sales. We got a couple that are going to probably have a little bit of peat, a couple that are not going to have any peat at all. Like peat is that sort of mossy, smoky component, earthy, earthy yeah. that really, that really like turns dirt. some people off of, especially like Scotch beets. whiskey, right? Like peat <laughs> doesn't really impact Canadian whiskey or Irish whiskey or anything. Uh, there's, I don't, can you grow peat in Canada? I have no idea. I'm sure you can. Maybe you could do like. I feel like Scotland's climate is not unlike yeah. a lot of or places maybe you in could Canada. S- could you sub tundra for peat? I wonder. Mm. Who knows? There's my million Google dollar it. idea. Yeah. Um, anyway, we've got four whiskeys all from Scotland. Um, I guess we could have went with something Irish and Canadian. Well, we didn't coordinate. Like I just no, brought what I had. No, no, but it, uh, w- at least <laughs> we didn't we didn't double dip on yeah, anything. Yeah, that's true. And we've got some whiskeys from all over the place. So we've got four. Sorry, I'm talking too much. Go ahead. No, that's okay. I'm just uh, chiming in that I know nothing about whiskey. Like I I, I'm fairly used, uh, like new to it. So yeah, I know via Aaron slightly less or slightly less than nothing. I know slightly more than nothing, um, <laughs> uh, but not a lot more than nothing. I'm in a s- Scotch club. It's a very informal thing. It's mm-hmm. just a bunch of people who get like to get together and drink. So we don't actually do much more than that. Other than I was saying uh, before we started recording that every time someone brings one new, they have to read the back of the label or the back of the box in the accent. Uh, in, in an accent from which the country comes, so a Scottish <laughs> accent, Irish accent. Right. Um, anyway, um, we've got four here. We've got the Ockentoshan, I believe I'm saying that right, uh, American Oak. We've got, uh, and we're sort of taste them in this order, I think. We've got the Macallan Gold Double Cask, y- formerly just called Macallan Gold. They changed the packaging and stuff, but now it's called Macallan Gold Double Cask. Uh, we've got the Bomar. Um, oh no, sorry. We've got the Glenlivet 12-year-old next, and uh, then we've got the Bowmore 12-year-old. Those two last two are both um, 12-year-olds, and uh, the other two don't ha- aren't you know dated by year or anything like that. So, so I actually a blend, do. I guess I do like a good Scotch every now and then. Mm-hmm. What are your kind of favorite characteristics of? It depends sort of on my mood, like, uh, um, or, or sort of what, what I'm, I don't know, PD ones do not do it as much for me, um, unless I'm really in the, uh, unless I'm really in the mood. And, in a and PD and mood? Yes, yeah, so I'm in a, I'm in a mossy mood <laughs> <laughs> today. I, I want, I'm in a, uh, anyway, so I, I, I'm always interested in finding them at the, at the whiskey festival though. Like last year I tried this one from Brook Laddie called Octomore, and it's apparently the world's peatiest whiskey. I don't know, there is a measurement scale I don't know anything about it. That doesn't sound it. appealing to me at all. It didn't actually, it wasn't as peaty tasting as I thought it was going to be. Like it wasn't like you tasted a peaty whiskey and then you tasted this one and it's like, whoa, this is so, it's just, okay. it was just, it was intense, but it was, it, it was drinkable. For me, I don't love a ton of smoke. Mm, mm-hmm. I find that just totally blows out my palate. Mm-hmm. I prefer the like the lighter vanilla sort of yeah. fruity flavors. I yeah. like Irish whiskeys for that uh, yeah. reason too, because they're typically blended and they're they're pretty smooth, pretty mellow. Sort of like the first two, I think, will taste. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing at the whiskey festival is like there's 160 products, I think, and um, you know you have like two two and a half hours to sort of blast through them and. You know, like at the wine festival, I can go through, I can get through in two or three hours. I can probably taste 80, 90 wines, but mm-hmm. I can only do the whiskey festival, maybe 30 whiskeys. And I need a break in the middle because after 10 or 12, it's like, it just feels like your mouth is on fire. Yeah. Especially once you get into like the peaty or smoky ones or the bur- the cask strength bourbons that are like 65% alcohol where yeah. it's just like, 
mom, I can feel the enamel like peeling off my teeth. <laughs> I can feel my gums rolling back. And it's just like, yeah. And, and it just burns for yeah. so long. Anyway. So we're going to talk a little bit about mm-hmm. when, like the flavors that we're tasting, but we'll also do a bit of a like whiskey tasting 101 and maybe like the steps that you, do you, well, do you know? You're giving me a face that like, I don't know how to do this um, properly. I've, I've been instructed. Before. Oh, Jen has a book. I, I have a book that I brought called, I can't even remember what it's called. I have a bunch of whiskey books, but. It's called A Field Guide to Whiskey. Oh, well, there you go. But I know that you're supposed to sort of like, you can either taste it neat, um, which is with nothing added, or some people add a little bit of water that tends to dilute the alcohol notes and but still retains the flavor, right? Oh, okay. Like um, that makes sense. So you can still taste everything that's going on, but it doesn't like it doesn't make your nose hairs curl back or whatever. I, all these all these different parts of my body that are like yeah, you're I'm being describing that are just you're being like real gross today. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Charles McLean's whiskey wheel that is in this mm-hmm. thing. Um, is interests me mm-hmm. uh, because <laughs> the descriptions under Petey are not Moss or Peat; they're mm-hmm. maritime, <laughs> which well, I, yeah, like sort of a like okay. like a, a wharf. Think like sea air, like bri- like a saline sort oh, okay. of salty, See, slightly briny. Well, yeah, yeah. slightly briny. Yeah, yeah maybe, okay. You know, medicinal um, and smoky are the other two. Yeah, medicinal, like. Um, yeah, I, I get that. I get that. I the off notes are gross. Yeah. Metallic, mm. musty, vegetal, mm-hmm. cheesy, mm. meaty, yeah. sulfury. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sulfury. I mean, that could be the way that the, the, the I don't know, maybe if they use sulfur to, to help seal it or whatever for travel or whatever. I don't know. There's but also fruity or fragrant or grassy, mm-hmm. grainy or woody. Mm-hmm. Keep all those in mind. Some of them even come with um, descriptors right on the, on the box or on the packaging. For example, this Macallan that we're going to taste, right on the box it says, Vanilla, period. Apple, <laughs> period. Cinnamon, period. Oh, oh in all caps, so I should have yelled it, but I won't. I like that. Um, I like those flavors. Yeah, I do too. Well, we'll get to that one second, I think. The first one we'll try is the Akintoshan Three Wood. Or no, sorry, American Oak. So it is aged for in American in American Oak, <laughs> surprisingly. Uh, triple distilled, and it's aged in American bourbon casks. So, And it is $50.99. It is a lowland whiskey, which is actually located just outside, uh, a distillery which is located just outside of Glasgow. Nice. So now someone has to pour some. Yeah, just um, a tiny tiny taste yes just a wee dram yeah in my wee dram <laughs> glass <laughs> easy i typically take mine uh, with a i know i did this very <laughs> i take mine with a drop of water okay. i learned how to drink scotch and whiskey when i was in scotland so i feel like i'm a professional <laughs> we had uh, this hostel and there was a bar in the hostel and we each paid 10 pounds and we had six whiskey tastings and they were not tasting like this size. They were like three finger pours. Oh, wow. And it went from lightest to smokiest. And that is when that is the night that I learned to love whiskey. <laughs> I have whiskey all over my hand. So now I'm going to go back, Ooh, to, back out to work and like smelling like, Whoa. yeah, it's because it's on my hand. Uh, can, I'm going to go out there smelling like a distillery. I smell apple. Is that part mm, of this one? Yeah. No, I, mean, I just smelled the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even well, started tasting we've hit a new anything low. yet. In the budget one of the month club, I've just <laughs> sniffed the microphone. I have nothing to report on the aromas <laughs> on, but I'm turning red. I can feel it. Um, <laughs> oh, next one. I smell apple and vanilla. Yeah, total. I get the I get the apple for sure. It's actually making sure. my mouth water, which is really weird. Mm. What does it say? I did it again. <laughs> oh, this one says coconut. 
It's coconut and clean citrus zest. I don't really get the I don't get the citrus zest, but I, I guess like the sort of tropical thing comes through with the vanilla and the coconut and the caramel, I guess. Do a taste. So my problem is that uh, it's okay. I'll I'll do this one straight. I I feel like I've had to do or have been made to do shots of whiskey that's in my bad. life. I know. And it, that's why when I smell this, it just makes your t- tummy turn. Exactly. I do not smell apple or vanilla. I smell fire. <laughs> so Fair. Yeah, it's well, definitely got a little, sort of a sweet smell to it, like that vanilla. Yeah, thing. I guess and I was told that you're little... you're supposed to take a sip and then breathe in as well, you take a sip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't and know if I can do that with it for fear of like choking to death or something. No, it's, I can not, it's not. No, I know. Then you are like, perf- you drink for a living. No, you're supposed to. <laughs> you should sniff be able to and sniff with your mouth open. I think is the thing. Is that like that's what I mean? Like, <laughs> so that the the, 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 yeah, the, the all your vapors or whatever they go up into your nasal passage, but also over your palate. I think mm-hmm. that is a thing that I learned at a whiskey festival of previous years. Ooh, that's yummy. Yeah, I like that. You're not, Jen's not a fan. Yeah, it's it's very smooth. Um, Very, w- like the wood is very pronounced. Like it's just vanilla and caramel. And those are all notes that I get from, like it makes me think of like being in a winery because I go to more wineries and distilleries obviously, but um you know the smell of the the smell of the barrel room. I love that. That that. Yeah, anyway, it's it's quite tasty. It's not super alcoholic. It does have a bit of a. I mean, they're all they're all for. I think around forty percent alcohol. Let's see. Yeah, they're all forty percent. Uh, not for me. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I just I I don't think I have the palate for mm. it yet. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. one of those things like kind of like wine or coffee or whatever that yeah. you kind of like get used to. Definitely. Because I I like the only time I really enjoy. Um, I enjoy whiskey in like a mixed, like in a cocktail situation, mm-hmm, like a mixed mm-hmm. drink situation. But I think straight up, like yowza. a whiskey sour. Yeah, love whiskey sour. Or like whiskey ginger ale. Is there a whiskey in a Manhattan? I believe oh, there is. I'm so I'm so showing my cards here. Um, yeah, I introduced Jen to the whiskey ginger lime. Mm. It is my favorite drink. Nice. Period. Full um, stop. This yeah, one. That is very good. Straight up, I'm like ugh, burning. All I, like all I taste is fire. There's a little bit of like anise almost or something in there too. Well, like that might be yeah. There's some kind of spice or something, um, but it's it's quite nice. Um, and and I think uh, there would there would be a time probably when I started t- 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 tasting whiskey um, where I would just taste something like this and be like I don't know they all taste the same. But this one to me, you know, does taste fairly mellow, especially once we get to once we get to the the Beaumore, which is twelve um, uh, year old and and a peated whiskey. Um, it it'll there'll be a, a significant difference. I feel like so. we have too many. We're gonna have to yeah yeah rip f- through. Okay, so this is McCallan Mac- uh, Gold Double Cask, and it is um it's regular sixty eight ninety nine on for right now for sixty five fifty four, and it has been aged in um, hand picked cherry seasoned American and European oak casks. So your American and European oak casks, which have seen had sherry in them before. And then they come to the distillery and they age them in those. And they do also, they have a couple other bottles, um, different, like they have the McAllen Amber and I can't remember what other ones, but they're, some of them are matured in port casks. Some of them <laughs> are matured in, and it all came up. maybe even wine <laughs> casks. I'm not sure. But anyway, I'm going to open this now and pass the microphone back. Yeah. Weirdly, the aftertaste, now that it's kind it's of more pleasant. Though, yeah, it's, it's almost like apple juice. Like, yeah, it's very yeah. fruity. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be more citrusy than apple, but just a 
teeny t- that's good yeah i barely any because <laughs> <laughs> we have work to do after this ben yeah it's midday <laughs> i always hear people on tv say mccallan neat oh really? I feel, uh, yeah i know i feel fancy i'm gonna definitely add water to this one mm. so this one to me has a little bit of a nuttier thing going on I still smell a lot of vanilla. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I do too. Like, well, this is the barf. one. This is the one that says <laughs> "vanilla apple cinnamon" on the front, um, in, the, <laughs> in all caps. <laughs> yeah, this one. Do, this one doesn't have as much of that caramel, caramel note going on, so it's a little bit sort of leaner and ap- more appley for sure. Maybe we'll just get you to smell the last two, and then you don't have to mm. taste them. <laughs> yeah, I think this is maybe a blind spot for me because I don't smell any of these things. And, and like in wine, I can pick up different things, but not uh, <laughs> not here. Ooh, fancy. Ugh. You just did an Aaron Yuck face. Mm. So this is sometimes how I feel <laughs> when you guys give me wine. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> this is the worst. That's right. The Winnipeg Whiskey Festival tonight and tomorrow <laughs> at the Fairmont. Get your tickets now. <laughs> Jen will not be there. <laughs> I don't actually like don't like that one. Nope. What? That's pretty good. I feel like that's pretty smooth as well. I it's d- a little on the leaner side and a little bit, a little bit hotter. Like no, I don't like that one. Okay. Okay. All right. So. It's extremely aggressive, I feel. Let's move on. For something that's supposed to be like smooth. Yeah. Did you say smooth? Smooth. I thought you ended that with a V. (laughs) Um, So this is the Glenlivet 12-year-old. It's a pretty popular whiskey. uh, Obviously very popular around Aaron's place. It's almost empty. Um, It is (laughs) no judgment. No judgment. That sounded a little judgy. No, 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 no. It's because I use it when I mix it with ginger ale and lime, which is probably not the best use. No, no, no. You can tell us about that while I pour it. It's $60.29, and the water for it comes from the river Livet, because Glen means valley. So it's Right. That makes sense. Go on. Um, I i'm not going to taste nope. i'll just, just yeah i'll just Tired. i'll just sniff errands you were gonna say something else before you said i'm not gonna taste you said i something glenn something livet something scotch burning something something, something something no what's the difference between scotch and whiskey Take it away, Aaron. <laughs> Are they the same? Um, well, uh, we were talking. Uh, all scotch is whiskey, but not all whiskey is scotch. So it refers to whiskey. Well, I think there's a minimum age that uh, uh, to say scotch whiskey on it would have to have, but it would come from Scotland. Like if a whiskey comes from Canada, it can't be called scotch whiskey. It can be called a single malt. It can be called a Canadian whiskey. Uh, in, in fact, in Canada, to be called Canadian whiskey or rye whiskey or Canadian rye whiskey, I think. It has to be aged for a minimum of three years. But in Canada, rye whiskey doesn't even have to have rye in it, which is so weird. It just has to have the flavors of rye, like the general flavor of rye, like that spiciness that the rye grain tends to impart. Um, there, that's actually something that I sort of knew, only because I talked to a distiller recently, uh, <laughs> Recently, yes. The soon-to-open Patent 5 in the East Exchange District, um, just around the corner from Nonsuch Brew. I can tell I was dehydrated before we did this because even after taking three sips, my head is pounding. Mm. Oh, no. Yeah. So I should have had a lot more water bef- and maybe a lot more lunch before we did this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. 
This one is not too. This one is not too peaty. Not um, at all. No, I, I don't even know if it has any peat to tell you the truth. It it may not. It may it not. It smells be a like peated desserts whiskey. to me. But it does come from sort of from the more. You're not gonna like this, Jen. But you can it's, whiff. It's from the m- sort of a more northern area in um, Scotland. Um, yeah, uh, but I don't. Does it not smell sweet to you, Ben? It a little smells bit, very little sweet bit, to me. Yeah, like um. It even smells sweet to me, and I think they all smell like sort of burning. Like dried so. fruit, like yeah. dried apricot or something, or Could honey. Be the whiskey equivalent to a fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could let's, be. Let's never put one of those in our mouth. Oh, you guys had. We did cake. for. Uh, we did. Uh, mulled wine. No. No, we did fruit cake for the live pod. Oh, Dollar that's right. That's cake. right. Oh man, I remember that. The that Dollar Emma fruit cake. That was amazing. <laughs> we saw it and we knew that it had to happen, and I didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. 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 I did not. <laughs> Just tasted like chemicals. So this one. I thought this one was going to be a little bit more potent, like on the like a little bit. It it's pretty smooth. It's quite smooth, actually. Yeah, it's nice. Um, that one I think is my favorite so far. Well, yeah, because you, you brought it and it's almost it's almost empty. Yeah, so but I don't ever have it. I don't really drink it on yeah, its yeah. own very yeah. often. So I don't often drink whiskey on its own either. As a matter of fact, I usually drink. I have a bottle of Maker's Mark bourbon that I sort of I bought around the holidays. I think it was like ten dollars off or something on Boxing Day. It was like, I'll I'll do that um, fairly often. But and and then every once in a while. Yeah, this one, the, the see, the two that I brought, the Akintoshin, I find a little bit too vanilla-ish, and the Bowmore, I it's find a little bit too peaty and smoky, which is we're going to oh do next. Oh, man, I hate both those try. flavors. Okay, okay, try. okay, I'll do and, it. And that's why I did it last, because it is going to probably be the more... Is the that Spittoon also a vom bucket? <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty, It's not that large. <laughs> I hate, I hate smoky, smoky whiskeys. <laughs> Look alive out there. <laughs> Jen's already <laughs> drunk from her one sip of whiskey. <laughs> uh, I don't want to do either thing with that. But thanks. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, fine. too much, Ben. <laughs> it's too much. <laughs> oh, my God. I can smell it from here, and it's like a foot from my face. That's a weird sentence. <laughs> a foot from my face. Um. Oh, God. I hate this so, <laughs> so much this already. From Isla, strong. It's spelled I S L A Y. Yeah, but um, but everyone I've ever talked to has, has pronounced it Isla. It's the Bowmore twelve-year-old. Um, it's regular fifty-seven forty-nine on for fifty-four forty-nine. Uh, it c- features Isla uh, f- water from the River Lagan. Uh, peat <laughs> is added to the furnaces that dry the barley. That's when they put it in. So they're they've got these furnaces going. And they add peat, and the smoke goes up and dries the barley, and it's got all this. Delicious. That's peaty. why it stinks. It does smell <laughs> quite. It's it's de- by far the peaty. The like the, the it shows the peat so strongly. I don't even know if I can taste this because it just smells like smoky, smoke. mossy. Like it smells like dr- burnt moss. I'm not that I, I don't know if I've ever smelled burnt moss, but this is what I imagine it smells like, and sort of like a burnt tire sort of thing. Delicious mm. burnt rubber and moss. House fires. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like there's. It also There's kind of smells like um, when when they have like a room full of smoked meats. Mm-hmm. Like totally, salty it's got a smoked meat thing. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I like the smell of smoked meats. Well, I do not like the smell of this. Well, let me tell you, this is this bottle is what about half full. I've had this bottle f- for over t- eight years for sure. Oh my so goodness! So that tells you how much I, I enjoy this style of whiskey yeah. myself, uh, which is not very much. But uh, I figured it would be worth at yeah. least bringing okay. one example. Okay, I'm gonna take a little tiny sip, but I the gag reflex is strong on this one. I could have brought a, a single or a cask strength res, uh, bourbon that's like 65. Oh god, alcohol. I hate that. Yeah, no, oh this my is god. this is the kind of whiskey that 
Like this is not this is the like it, it, one thing I have figured out about the whiskey festival is like the order in which you should taste whiskeys, which is like smoky blend. Oh always. yeah, the yeah. peaty ones like say leave them till the end. The blended ones, the Yuck. Irish whiskeys, the sort of like easier going ones, you would do first. Same same with wine, like you would do your lighter whites and stuff like that, and then move into the heavier oaky or reds or whatever. But yeah, this is not for everyone, and I don't even know if this is. Uh, I, it, and and there are peatier, smokier examples like Ardbeg and Lafroy. Oh, I've stuff definitely like that. had yeah, yeah, yeah. smokier than that, and I spit it out because it mm-hmm. was too intense mm-hmm. for me. But thanks for coming. Smooth. <laughs> thanks for coming Real back smooth. and bringing all this whiskey. And what should we do next week? Next month? Um, not whiskey. No. I don't know. We'll have to talk about it. What's what's March is spring. Is there like a spring themed oh, something yeah, we could do? For sure, I will. I will or like definitely. What what kids will drink on spring break? <laughs> That's a horrible like idea. Like university students, not oh, kids. Okay. Um, Anyone younger yeah. than me as a kid. Yeah, but no, but university kids have reading week, isn't that like? Hasn't well, that yeah, already passed? I guess passed? that's true. Let's just stick with the spring okay, theme. Okay. Yeah, we'll figure I it out. I want to encourage underage Something drinking. Something fresh, fruity, light. Hopefully by then it won't be like minus twenty-five or whatever. You never know. I think we also have a vodka we wanted to try, didn't we? Oh yes. Oh man. Yeah. For good or gross. Mm-hmm. Right. And an award-winning local vodka. Yes. An award-winning local flavored vodka. Yes. We can we can sort of tease it that way. But exactly. We'll, okay. Well, when do you want to do that? Maybe, maybe that can be our next month thing. Could be. That's not very springy though. It is not very springy. Yeah. I'll but just, I guess. And it could be a good or gross segment where I. It could. Anyway. That you participated in. But I would either love way, to. we'll figure it out. Because I'm I've been a little leery about this product as well, but I feel like I should try it. Um, I'm sure it's yeah, it's very local. I won't tell you what flavor it is, but you may be able to figure it out. It's mm-hmm. it's very quintessentially Winnipeg. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thank you for coming. My pleasure. Um, you can find everything that we've written, all three of us, uh, at WinnipegFreePress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen's Ready on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm at Naya Rabble on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll see you next week. (laughs)